Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We're going to be playing a round of Danger Patrol for you today. But before we can play, we have to draw up characters. And this is one of those games where we thought it would be fun for you to uh, hear us do that uh, instead of just keeping it behind the curtain. Uh, so, our crew is, uh, as I'm sure you've heard, because you all listen to the podcast, right? Right? Right. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I don't even listen to the games. What's a pod chat? <laughs> What's the internet? Anyhow, uh, from the regular crew, we have myself, which is to say Ironicus, as well as Gnome, Garbad, Eliza, and Poorweather. And our two very special guests today are Chip Cheesem. Say hello. Hi. And Violet, who you may recall from Costume Fairy Adventures Group 1. Say hello, please. Hello, please. Hello. Uh... See, that's how you get... <laughs> That's how you get called back a second time. You follow instructions. <laughs> Anyhow, um, today I, we're going to play Danger Patrol, yeah, an action adventure retro sci-fi game. The idea is to create the episodes of a 50 styles TV show in the vein of the old Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers serials, with maybe some Venture Bros, Venture Bros, Star Wars, Indiana Jones thrown in. And if you'd like to play alongside or just check the game out uh it's dangerpatrol.com could not be easier yep well if you'd like to play along today we have specific pauses where you can roll the dice and pretend to influence the action <laughs> you won't but you can pretend oh man we should totally do that sometime there's some guy named craig going guys you're not even paying attention to what i did <laughs> we stop craig. and be like roll the dice three roll the dice Oh, Ix would Where kill are us. the dice? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the dice? If you rolled exactly three successes in there four they danger, are. please go to timestamp two minutes. <laughs> uh, but I saw like, like a really old like a uh, choose your own adventure on on YouTube where it was just like using annotations to jump around like that, and I think it's kind of I've seen that before. Kind of a cute There's idea. Like TF two thing that did it that. It's an awesome idea. Where you'd click Let's a link that to a different YouTube test. video, yeah. Or uh, the uh, Silent Hill Homecoming Let's Play. Does the same thing. That's mm -hmm. pretty rad, I should check that out. It is. Anyhow. Anyway, uh, we're all going to be playing members of the Elite Danger Patrol, a special super-powered crime-fighting team who protects Rocket City from various evils. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, creating a Danger Patrol character is pretty simple. There are uh, two sets of playbooks, I guess you could call them. We've got and you mix or... and match. You get one from column A and one from column B. So I'm going to uh, just go through the rulebook in order because it actually has a here's the steps you should follow to play the game. Sure. Step one, read that stuff I was reading before. <laughs> Where the Danger Patrol, blah, 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 blah. Step two, introduce the style cards. Each character gets one. It is okay for two players to choose the same one for the style. And our styles are aliens, atomic, ghost, intrepid, mystic, psychic, robot, and two-fisted, which are all various styles of being a cool hero. Mm -hmm. So first up, we have an alien. I picked the alien style. Would you like to know my... Uh... My other one? Or anything else about my alien? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, tell us more. Alright. 
well, not only do I have an alien, uh, what's the other cards called? Roll cards? Rolls. Yes, column B. Uh, he's an alien professor who uh, is a mysterious guy. He likes to name drop figures from old Earth history, which is weird because he doesn't look that old. And Earth exploded. What's that all about? Uh, he's uh, very... Uh, He's got a bit of an ego, some pride, uh, and is always looking for for ways to pitch in, help out, and save people, as long as he doesn't have to mess with your silly human foibles while he's at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a ghost. Oh! I am a ghost. You are a spirit whose soul is trapped between this world and the great beyond. Oh my god. I'm actually a ghost detective. The ghost detective, who we will find out more about shortly. Our group also has a robot, who is a robot. Yes, my robot daredevil, who is also (laughs) a goat. (laughs) And then lastly, we have a psychic. That's me, a psychic explorer, who gets premonitions of things without any context. And that'll be um, fun. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of uh, that's why I mean that's why she's explorer because she gets she gets a premonition in some some place somewhere and she's like oh that place is cool I'm gonna find that place. I like that character concept. That's pretty solid. Thanks. I based it on that. So Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So in the other four roles, we have two players who have not made a character yet. So let's go over those and have them pick one. So first up is the Atomic. You are a cyber super soldier and you are basically Superman. Um, You are nearly indestructible. You have an atomic reactor in your chest and you can punch through walls and run real fast. Uh, We have the Intrepid, which is the sort of the Batman of the group. You don't have fancy supernatural powers, but you're courageous, resourceful, and lucky as all get out. And we also have the Mystic, who is a wizard. You get to be a wizard. And then Two-Fisted for a human with no supernatural powers, but you're tough, strong, and ready to rumble. Your typical action hero. So we have Violet and Poorweather still need to pick a style. And they can pick any style previously. They are not exclusive. Yes. That seems a little dull, though. Alien, Ghost, etc. are on the table. Hmm, well, uh, I guess I'll go with Mystic, considering that seems like the last really, uh, I don't really want to play, go for the mundane person archetype, so I guess I'll go with that one. Okay. In that case, I'll be taking Two-Fisted. Alright. You will be playing Now to figure out what those Two-Fisted and Mystics are doing on the team, because the (laughs) next role, or the next thing we pick, is your role. So everyone, um, while the styles are not exclusive, the roles are. There's only one professor on the team. There's only one detective on the team. We don't need more. Because otherwise everyone would be the detective. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or the daredevil. Who doesn't like being a daredevil? We already have the daredevil, the detective, the explorer, and the professor, which all these names are really self-explanatory. And then the other four roles that are currently open are the Agent, the Ultimate Super Spy, 
the commando, the soldier, good at tactics and shooting. Then we have the flyboy, a male or female expert, pilot, and astronaut. And then we also have the warrior, who is an ex- exceptional at hand-to-hand and melee combat. That's me. I'm the warrior. A two-fisted warrior. Yeah, this makes good at punching and more punching. Trust me, I got I got something for this. Is, is it, it Tex Handsome? It's not Tex Handsome. When are you going to play Tex Handsome? That will happen eventually. <laughs> and then poor weather. Do you want to be the stealthy wizard, the agent, or a shooty wizard, the commando, or a the second one sounds transport bizarre, so wizard? Can... What? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was one more. I forgot the the, the pilot existed. Uh, I guess I'll go with agent. That's something that's interesting. Okay, we have a mystical agent. <laughs> that's great. I have no idea where this is going. I am completely. That'll just make I'm... it more fun. So if we go to the roll cards at the end of the book for everyone to look at, they all have um, several traits, a talent, a power, and a bunch of special abilities. And the special abilities are all just like a phrase, like atomic strength, which no no one's the atomic, so you're not going to have that. But atomic strength and then a couple pluses after it. Um, you can mark off those for bonuses later in the game. When you do, whenever one of those would help you, you can mark it off and say how it's helping you, and you get a bonus. Your talent is something that's just always active. You just get a bonus that always applies forever. And a power, and your power is something you can spend a power token to get a major bonus, and you will get power tokens throughout the game as the danger meter goes up. And then lastly, your traits, which are your dice that you roll when you do things. Um, everyone gets a d12 into their roll. So if you are the agent, you get a d12 in your agent stat. This is also the final thing you really need to make a decision about uh, in character generation, uh, aside from your your name and such. Yeah. It's a very easy game to make a character in. Right, Did it only takes like a decision? minute. So what was that? Distributing your dice. Oh, right. And, and then... Uh, uh, names and and your uniform colors etc i see so you get a d12 in your role so if you're the agent the agent the explorer gets a d12 and explorer etc and then you get to assign 1d10 2d8 3d6 and 1d4 among the other seven traits unless you're an alien and therefore better than everyone yeah tell us about your alien power (laughs) uh my alien origin Uh, My alien physiology and training make me superior to the average human. Uh, I got to raise two of the D6 traits to a D8 and one of the D8 traits to a D10. So I'm just operating on a higher array. Yep. Just because. You're better things. You still have a thing that you really suck at like everyone else, though. Oh, yeah. Don't, Don't ask me to punch anyone, and you probably shouldn't ask me to shoot anyone. But other than that, I've got pretty decent odds. Okay, so let's go down the line. Ironicus, how did you assign your stats? All right. Uh, with that adjustment, so uh, my numbers will be slightly different than everyone else, I've got a D8 in Agent, D6 in Commando, 8 in Daredevil, 10 for Detective and Explorer both, 8 in Flyboy, and of course my D12 in Professor, and a D4 in Warrior. Like I said, don't ask me to punch anything. <laughs> 
It ain't gonna happen. And how it works is when you're doing an action related to those, you use the dice that most correlates to that action. So when he's doing professor things, he rolls a d12. When he's exploring, mm-hmm. it's a d10, etc. Four or better is a success. One through three is a failure. Uh, it's not a failure. Suck. It is very distinctly not a failure. One through oh. three causes danger. Danger is very different from failure. Oh, man. So in other words, I need to roll as poorly as possible until I max out my danger, right? Uh, yeah, that'll only end well. Okay. <laughs> Guess what? I am now your professor, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, who would like to? Who has assigned their stats and would like to announce those next? I have. Okay. What do you got, Garbed? For my robot, I have Agent D8, Commando D10, Daredevil D12, Detective D6, Explorer D6, Flyboy D6, Professor D4. And Warrior D8. Alright. Uh, Violet, have you assigned your numbers? I have. What do you got? I have Agent D6, Commando D8, Daredevil D10, Detective D6, Explorer D6, Flyboy D8, Professor D4, and Warrior D12. <laughs> I like that we're inverses on those last No thinking, two. only punching. <laughs> we have two characters with Professor D4. They'll never need to think, I'm sure. Hey, well, no, it's... Me around, uh... hey, hey, Violet, no, it's great. Thinking, thinking for us is literally dangerous. Yeah! When you try to think thoughts, bad things happen. Well, with your primitive ape brain, yes. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm a robot, and I'm not ape-like at all. Alright, what do you got going on, Eliza? You remind me of one of my old friends. I've got a D12 in Explorer, D10 in Detective, D8s in Daredevil and Agent, D6s in Commando, Professor, and Warrior, and then D4 in Pilot. Although okay. I actually feel like I might, I'm going to bump Pilot up to a D6, because I feel like an Explorer probably is actually commonly flies a plane. That would make sense. So what do you want to bump Yeah, I'm going to make that a D4? D8, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap... Uh, Agent and pilot there, so agent's now a D4. Okay. Pilot's a D8. Sounds good. You are the least sneaky psychic. Psychic explorer. The most honest of psychics. Yeah. Can you tell me your future? Well, I can give you some decent advice if you fill in enough information. Alright. Chip, the ghost detective. Oh! Uh, (laughs) Let's see. I have a D10 for Agent, a D8 for Commando, a D6 for Daredevil, D12 for uh, Detective, D6 for Explorer, D4 for Flyboy, D8 for Professor, and a D6 for Warrior. Alright. And lastly, Poor Weather. Well, I wanted to make my character kind of a uh, backliner, kind of a, you know, more finky sort of person, so I went for D12 Agent, D10 Detective... D8 Professor, D8 Flyboy, D6 Warrior, D6 Explorer, D6 Commando, and D4 Daredevil. Nothing very risky or, like, you know, action-y at the top. That's fine, because you will nicely contrast all of the other reckless fools. That's that's good. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be you and Ironicus cheering on all these people rushing into danger. Don't encourage them. Danger. Give me the Danger. I'll just shove danger into my mouth. 
Delicious. Alright, now we have to create their names. We have a choice. Oh. Do we want our characters to have secret identities or not? <laughs> so uh, we could have superhero names, or they could just have, like, real names that are also pulpy, like Cindy Cannon or Buzz Dixon. Or we I'm could go, go with, with things like Dr. Midnight and Commander Adam. I think I we not have a secret identity. I think we should all have secret identities. It's just Violet's character's secret identity is just her actual identity. So yes. she's the Iron yes. Man. I like that. She doesn't quite get secret identities. I'm all for this if everyone else is. So what sure, are we calling sure. ourselves? Come up with some superhero names and some uniform colors. Is there a, a specific part that talks about this as guidance? Or like, um, like name, name type hero name? I should oh, yeah, there it is. Create the names for the heroes. You have a choice. Oh yeah, I was just, I was just reading what you basically just read. Yeah. I, I'm just going through the PDF in order, but there section. might be like a names thing in the back I'm looking. Yeah, I didn't see one at least. Doesn't uh, really look like it, no. So, so for, for my robot, uh, it's the, the BillyBot Gruffmaster9000 for his normal name. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, he, and uh, since he's a fairly young robot, his... Uh, his teen name is Billy the Kid. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Uh, the professor prefers to just go by the professor, and whenever someone asks him about like his real name or the planet where he comes from, he gets a faraway look and sometimes says something cryptic. Oh yeah, you also have another step to your character, I'm just realizing, having pulled your sheet out. Um, oh, you mean selecting a weapon? I was going to go with, actually, the alien has a unique power where they take someone else's. And you said you were yes. going to take the mystics, but the, unless someone else took a mystic, and then poor Wither took a mystic. Yeah, what oh, are the ones that are like... No, no. No, it's I fine. Mean... I, I think you should do the... I, even though I've, I've taken the robot, I think you should take the robot's ability, because I think it would work good on an alien. What's the robots? I'm flipping uh, through pages. Ones that we're not using. You can take the ability, the power from a nature or a role. We have the Intrepid with one for all. Your courage drives you and inspires your teammates. Add plus one to your roll and give an ally plus one to their next roll. There's the Atomic with fusion overload. Um, override the safeties on your inter internal fusion reaction. Well, you would do something else, but it's just plus one to yeah. your current roll. No strings attached. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take fusion overload. Okay, that's plus two to your roll. No strings attached. Okay. I, st I still think you should have gone with the robot. And the robot's one for the kids at home. Heal an injured or KO'd box. You can activate this power whenever you're unconscious. Even when you're unconscious. Oh, oh no, I was I was referencing the other. Nope, that's not that... the one he takes, though. Oh, he doesn't take okay. the ability, he takes the power that you spend a PowerPoint token on. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, whoa, I totally should have picked a different class if I could do that. I don't know, a, re a regeneration power would kind of work, but no, I'll take uh, fusion overload and just be better more. Be yeah. more better. Be the most better. And your uniform colors were green and black? Yes, as you can see from, from the picture I sent you. Yes. Do we all pick the same colors? No, you can pick any colors. It's like a superhero team. Like, think Teen Titans. Oh. Has anybody taken Puce and Magenta? <laughs> No. So far, people have only taken green and black. Huh. <laughs> Alright, I put that down for the, go the goat. The Gruff Master 9000 has Puce and Magenta. 
Billy Bot, Gruffmaster, 9000. Alright, Violet, do you have a name? Yes, I will be playing Leslie, Livid Leslie Chesterfield. <laughs> Perfect. Your uniform is blue and red, which is the same color as the famous team, the Rocket City, the Rocket City Hot Shots. The Rocket Go Hot Cities. Shots. How dare you? That's what the Crimson Republic calls the Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. How about you, Chip? My ghost's name is Rolo Randall, a.k.a. the Spectral Sleuth. <laughs> That's great. That's... Uh, my uniform colors are gray and blue. And poor weather. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at all the spot creativity, so I'm struggling right now. That, Black and white. Uh, fine, I do the same. Uh, you're in a checkerboard outfit. Names are hard for me. Um, for colors, I guess I'll go with gray and a darker shade of gray. <laughs> and your name, you your name is Gray. I'm and supposed also, to be sneaking around. No, that's 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 too much. Also, also, your character's cover is is Gray the Gray. That's that might be a little much. Margaret the seventeenth, great 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 granddaughter of Margaret Stone. I don't like the insinuation that this takes place in the same world as Bertie Bay. <laughs> oh, no, that's an awful idea. Let's not. Let's not have that be true. Uh, come on. They, they're they all in the same uh, multiverse. I'm okay with this being... This. I'm okay with this being in the 13th Age world as long as the 13th Age game is forced to come to a conclusion that supports this world. <laughs> I can swing that. that. I'll, I'll make notes. Alright, so Earth is going to get exploded in the Atomic Wars, but thankfully 13th Age doesn't take place on Earth. Yeah. So yeah, who who do we have left to describe their character? Oh yeah, I think just me. Uh, right? Poor weather, yeah. Oh, okay. Did you come up with anything, poor weather, or? I, I mean, I'm always terrible at this sort of thing. Hey, right, what's your what's your role and thing again? I'm a I'm an agent, and I'm a a mystical, I'm a mystical agent. agent. Yes. I, mean, I guess it's most appropriate for an agent not be able to think of a good name because you know they would never use their real one. But it's Madame Occlusion. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> the secret. Yeah, nice. I love, I love channeling all my willpower into hoping that the universe will give me something nice. <laughs> that basically is your character, though, right? Something here. That's uh, there's a thing called the secret, and it's uh. The it's entire a- idea is, as long as you want something enough, the universe will give it to you. That doesn't sound very likely. Prep yourself every day with affirmations to remind yourself and the universe that good things are coming your way. The universe isn't really that nice, I don't think. My it's mom had like a DVD of it she used to listen to. Oh. That's sad. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what to say about that. I'll tell you more, but it's a secret. <laughs> the secret. The, it's the secret. Alright, well, uh... My character's name is, uh... Is Crow Simons. Uh, a.k.a. <laughs> sure. Did you get the joke? <laughs> Sounds Being like the us. only person laughing, or the only one who got the joke. <laughs> um, uh, after Susie Hara, I've always been looking for name jokes. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, it was Susie Haru. Oh, excuse me. I, of could course, you repeat my the name? I missed bad. it. 
my uh huh what was it crow, crow simons is my current character's name <laughs> but i had a i had a character in a paranoia game once who was uh obsessed with a thing that she had you know found is and put way more uh cultural significance into it, it was anime and her name was uh suzy haru <laughs> And it took like two thirds of the game before people realized it was Suzumiya Haruhi. <laughs> that was a dark moment for me. It was really <laughs> good. I love that game. I love your... how just furious people got with me as soon as I revealed that. <laughs> what was my what? I was thinking about it the other day, actually. What was your power in that game again? Again, I can't. Rem- I was trying to think of I, all the other day. I, and I, I don't remember no, it at all. Matter. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I, I guess just the, the 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 crow or something. I don't know. I can't think of a. I'm not gonna think of like. Secret identities. Okay. Scarecrow. That's a villain. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on uniform colors? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, purple and white. All right. Da, 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 I mean, da. if you don't want to come up with a secret identity, that's fine. You've already got another team member who isn't. You could just be. That's true. Miss Crow Simons. That's true. I'll think. If I come up with a secret identity, I'll let you know. Okay. There's no big... <laughs> oh my hurry. god, it's so secret. It's so secret even you don't know. Alright. And while Poor Weather is thinking, I'm just going to go over the fact that this is a game with sticky note-based core mechanic. Yeah, tell us how the game plays. Yeah. So how it works is there will be threats that will pop up. And the goal of the game is to prevent disaster by stopping the threats. Um... A threat could be anything, like a runaway train, or cyber gorillas attacking, or a spaceship in orbit, or just, you cannot go get there fast enough. The phone is ringing. It's your mom. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> when are you gonna call? <laughs> okay, let's, let's use that example because it's hilarious to me to think about. So any threat that no one is currently dealing with, um, everyone gets one turn, (laughs) one action to try to deal with a threat. Any threat that no one is currently dealing with will cause problems. They get to cause, like, further disasters and bad things to happen around the city. So, for example, if you refuse to answer the phone and just keep letting it ring, your mom is going to get more and more upset with you, and it's going to make it more difficult when you eventually do answer the phone. That's when she'll start attacking you by a passersby and stuff. Yeah. Your brother's a doctor, and he knows to call. (laughs) And there are three basic kinds of threats. There are the threats that just threaten things, like a raging fire or whatever, and every turn that no one is dealing with them, bad things happen. But then there are also countdown threats, um, which have a timer on them, like three turns. And if you do not defeat the threat before the timer hits zero, it automatically causes a disaster, which is the worst thing that can happen in this game. A really Mm -hmm. bad thing, like an entire building explodes full of people, or one of you gets very badly injured. Stuff like that. Or you you are inside the building when it explodes. And then the third kind of threat are these blocking threats, where they will stop you from getting to other threats. For example, if the villain is on top of a skyscraper, you cannot stop him from doing things until you get to the top of the skyscraper. Blocking threats are generally different in that you only need to overcome them once, but anyone else who needs to get through them also usually needs to also overcome them unless they destroyed it like by knocking the villain off of the tower or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Gnome... 
Yeah. How do we deal with threats? What do we do? Oh, thank you for asking. So let's say the professor is here and this building is on fire. I ask you, professor, oh, how do you deal with this fire? Oh, I haven't been this hot since Studio 54. I'll probably uh, uh, use my uh, uh, ability to uh, tap into the automatic uh, sprinkler system here and overclock it, supercharge the water jets. Okay. Yeah. So then what he would do is he would be rolling Professor, because Professor is the skill for messing with gizmos. Mm-hmm. And that would be AD12, because he's the Professor. Then, he would say any of his gear that he has that is helping him, like any of his skills or what have you. Of course, that would definitely, uh... I'd be able to use tools from my utility belt to get a bonus die on that. And then he would mark off the utility belt bonus, Mm -hmm. and he would add a D8 to his roll. But, hmm, I'm afraid this won't be enough. What do I do? Then, to get further dice, since he's only like two dice right now, and while they are very good dice, they are a d12 and a d8, the core mechanic is a three or less causes danger on your roll, and a four or higher causes successes. But you want more than two dice, otherwise it'll, you'll be taking forever to take out this fire. You can add more dice up to three dice by saying how dangerous the thing is. Every time you mention a danger, you get a d6 added to your roll. Ah, well, you see, the uh, the heat doesn't play well with my uh, uh, interface device for my utility belt, so it's sparking and burning me. And, uh, of course, the uh, smoke is, is choking. I'm becoming asphyxiated. I think that's two danger dice. That would be two danger dice. But then, he could get two more danger dice, one added by the GM and one added by any other player on the table. So I will add in to say, you're inside the burning building while you were doing this, and it is all falling down around you. That's a danger dice. Mm -hmm. And then anyone around the table can chime in with, hey, I think this part's dangerous to give you another d6. Watch out for that dynamite that's also burning right next to you. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. So then he would roll. It looks like my pool is now a d12 plus 1d8 plus 4d6. How many times can I force somebody to increase their danger? Uh, once. Uh, Dang it. (laughs) It looks like I got four successes and two points of danger. So now. With four successes, you basically deal four damage to the threat. Um, which, I think since it's a fire, it'd probably be a low-level threat. That was That's probably enough. You managed to overclock the sprinklers, and you put out the fire. However, I also get to use, I get to use my threat moves that the GM has. Um, the amount of danger that you roll determines what threat moves, moves I can use. So I have two danger points to spend. So I get to do the danger level 2 ability to do a reduced hit to the NPC. To the PC. So you take some... You, that discomfort from the fire and the asphyxiation causes you some personal harm. Um, there are two types of hits in the game. There are reduced hits and then there are full hits. A reduced hit marks your lowest injury box that has not been marked yet. So you probably just mark a bash and then you are mostly unharmed. Because bash does nothing. A full hit marks where you currently are on the danger meter. On top of... So for rolling to danger, on top of my danger effect, you move two points up your danger meter. 
as you move further in the danger meter, things get dicier for you. Every five points, you go up another injury box, so full hits will hurt you harder. And every so often as you go up, you'll gain a power token, which you can spend to activate your super abilities. And that's the crux of the game. So it sounds like you're saying that in order to ensure greater odds for success, I need to put myself in greater danger. However, by creating greater danger, there's uh, uh, more consequences that can befall me. Yes, and it also, more danger makes you more powerful with the danger token system. You get power tokens by gaining danger, so you want to be in as much danger as possible, but if you get in too much, it'll, well, it'll vaporize you. That's the, that's the final box. You just disintegrate. Fantastic! How, how quickly can I push myself into the vaporized territory? Uh, pretty quick if you max out your danger dice every time you do anything. Okay, guys, help me out with this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor weather. Do you have any ideas on uniform colors or uh, character name? I had a uniform color. Oh wait, no, that's already but... in. Yeah, gray and darker gray. I remember already. <laughs> I'm not having so much luck with the character name. Help. Okay. Uh, I'm really not good at this sort of thing. Sci-fi name generator. What do you got for me, Google? That's... Bismuth the Unquenchable. <laughs> that... that is a Diablo 2 enemy name generator. <laughs> uh, the Cypher? I mean, you're you're a spy, it's, after it's all. a spy, I guess you could just have the something. I mean, uh... Yeah, the boss. I was looking at a list of different birds that I could maybe use as the name, but I couldn't, but, like, they were all terrible. I just, like, I was halfway down the L when you got to me just now. <laughs> Eurasian Eagle Owl. Something mystical, maybe. The mystery. It's a bit too on the nose, don't you think? <laughs> Probably. Probably. The golden mystery, and your uniform's all gray. Agent Ether. Well, no, that that sounds more like a, like an anesthesiologist than than like ethereal. I, I we just need to get this moving. I'm just going to pick a bird name completely at Matt random, okay? Okay. I'll just open one of these pages at random. Whichever bird it is, my code name will be the that that bird name. Okay, here we go. The tawny owl. Yes, that's, owls. That's, that's owls are pretty cool. cool. That's not really what I hoped for. <laughs> no, it's the tawny owl specifically because that makes it better. I. You know what, Tony? It's just fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not really super, super up on my owls, like specifically. I know that they. How do you even play role playing games if you're not super up on owls? I don't know. I just, you know, I take it one day at a time. By the way, International Owl Awareness Day is August fourth. That's my birthday. My birthday is Owl Day. That's fantastic. It's like the best news all day. If you're looking for time to bone up on owl facts... It's my birthday! Congratulations, (laughs) I got you an owl for your birthday. Hooray! That's a good birthday gift. Congratulations, I've got you 20 owls for your birthday. (laughs) That's 20 hoorays. They are all hidden throughout your house. (laughs) Uh, They've been there a while, you might want to get to it. And with that, we'll meet you uh, in... (laughs) the game proper. See you there, folks. Hello there, citizen. Wanna do your part to fight the Crimson Republic menace? Buy war bonds today!